everyone, and welcome to Oh! A Podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O-Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O-Rock. I'm Michael Gray. I write the games for O-Rock. How are we doing today, Michael? I'm doing okay. I'm a little worried about my recording equipment now, because I've had a couple of times <laughs> where... The, the recording thing flashed green like it was actually recording something while you were doing your intro. My mouth was shut, so I wasn't making any noise. And it doesn't look like there are any like noises on the sound waves, but the, the recording equipment was still like acting mm. like I was talking. Like your actual physical microphone was lighting up? Um, the, the thing in Audacity that lights up green whenever someone's talking... Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Well, don't tell me it did a thing where it changed the recording volume while I was talking. That's n- that's never a good oh, sign. Oh, it totally did. It loves doing that. That's its favorite activity is <laughs> messing with the volume inputs. We were, uh, for the listener, we were literally just talking about this two seconds before we started recording how, uh, how completely impossible it is to get levels correct in Audacity. I'm sitting here with my v- microphone input level is zero i have it on windows windows microphone input level zero and yet i still have to be like a half a foot away or more from my microphone in order to not peak my audio levels every time i talk not you know go all too loud and staticky whenever i'm speaking it's incredibly frustrating uh but i guess that's what happens when you are not a professional podcaster (laughs) deal with what you got not what you wish you got. Okay, I, I just tried opening my audio thing. It says, you're seeing a blank page, because there are no audio devices plugged into your system. That's great. Great. I love that. Cool. I love... Okay, <laughs> so I won't be able to change my settings. I'll, I guess I'll just lower it like this. Oh, hopefully that doesn't make... Oh, mm-hmm. nope, it's moving again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wonders of recording. That's why when I do, do video walkthroughs, I generally tend to like set the volume down to like twenty five percent. I think that's the volume that works mm-hmm. best for everyone, but I can't be sure. I just I feel like setting everything to zero cannot possibly be the way I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> this does not <laughs> feel even a little bit right. Oh well. Maybe it's my fault. I I never upgraded to Windows 11. I'm still on Windows 10. Maybe Windows 11 magically makes all of the recording features work the way they are supposed to. Yeah, I think the Windows... Whatever new Windows is on the laptop, I don't like because it... it you know, it doesn't have that start menu button. It just has like this really blank thing in the bottom left. But I've never oh. liked that laptop very much anyway. It does its job of recording, um, you know, like Switch games. I can record Switch games on it, which I haven't done in a long time. But, uh, I mean, it, it does that, so I'm glad it does the one thing I got sure. it for. But, <laughs> man, getting audio settings for anything else is on that is a pain. It's, it's ridiculous. It feels like it shouldn't be this hard. That's something you do with, uh, you, you sometimes, uh, identify what the volume should be. How does that work? 
I've only seen it in the programming. Um, you, you say like play sound <laughs> audio point five, maybe. I don't know. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. I, I it's probably not a uh, coding best practice to do it that way, but um, it's something I do basically when I get frustrated with trying to adjust the audio level, the volume level of something in Audacity. When I just keep get it, just is never quite what I want it to be. So I just kind of say F it and uh, do it through code instead. Like, so if you say play volume level uh, 0.5, it'll play it at uh, 50% volume level, essentially. Play it at half the, the volume level. 0.75 is three quarters of the volume level, stuff like that. Um, it's also, the, the one way it is kind of useful is if in certain scenes, uh, a sound effect is too quiet or too loud when compared to the background music. So you might see me do it sometimes there where, like, the background loud music is, is much more booming in a scene, so I have to make the little, like, happy emote sound play a little louder to compensate for that. Stuff like that. Couldn't be just you make the background music quieter. Or, I don't know. It feels like that would be an alternate is having like the the sound effect. We've got five versions of the sound effect, each with the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, audio <laughs> level, depending on what the background music is. Yeah. Emote loud, emote quiet, emote normal, etc. Yeah, that would be a way to do it, too. This this hmm. I, I think this our most recent game, Cloth or Crush, I think that's the first game where I've really sort of played around with this stuff to the extent that I have been. Um, I don't, I don't really know if it's that great of a solution or not. It's just what I came up with at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I rarely, like, well, I'll, I'll say never. I don't think in our games I've ever done the mess around with the default audio settings. Right. It, that is one of the things in settings, right? I just remember that, yeah, there's a slider bar yeah, so you can you can change what the the default level for each of the sliders are. You have sliders for uh, music, sound effects, uh, and voices, I believe. Which which voices obviously doesn't come up too often in our games. Um, and that is also, I think we talked about this a little bit before. That's something I started changing too. Uh, previously, I would uh, the default in Rempi is to put all the audio levels at a hundred percent by default. Um, but I kept seeing people play streaming our games and complaining how loud everything was so now i've defaulted everything to 50 percent instead hmm. yeah i think most games default to 50 percent, but i usually yeah go into the default and change them to uh 15 percent because even though i do a lot of like playing video games on my channel i still don't know how to control the audio levels for like fraps or ocam and so it's, sure. it's always just a little surprise to me Depending on which recording program I'm using, <laughs> how loud my voice is going to be relative to the game. Because it sounds the same to me, obviously, when I'm playing mm -hmm. a game and talking. So it's generally just simpler at this point to just record uh, the game by itself and then just have Audacity running in the background and have that record my voice. And then I later sync them together. <laughs> yeah. Figuring out uh, audio levels, relative audio levels for sound effects and music is uh, is quickly becoming one of my least favorite parts of game development. I feel like it's one of those things where every time I test a scene, everything sounds wrong 
and different in a different way. Like, I'll play it one day and like, oh, okay, the music is clearly too quiet here. And then I'll play it again the next day, having adjusted it and like, oh, with all the music's too loud. The music is it's just it sounds it never sounds right to me. <laughs> it's it sounds- one of those things where I could get caught fiddling it forever. It sounds different for other people, too, as well. Like, I recently yeah. tried live streaming. I, I think it was Spy Fox 2 or Spy Fox 3. And there's like 10 minutes of playing around with the audio levels to try to get it to work. Because with streaming, you have the extra level of, uh, you know, got the streaming program, which uh, has its own audio levels to mess with. Thanks, oh OBS. Oh, my God. And so when I get to the the one that people actually liked, and all the people in the chat agreed, and played the entire game that way, and then afterwards, you know, I listened to it. I'm like, this is this is awful. You can't hear the game. The characters uh, are like at ten percent of my audio. Why did people like this and yell at me to keep it this uh, way? Oh, so I'm so upset and stressed out now. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't think I our games. It. Yeah, I don't think our games are that bad. We don't really rely that heavily on. Uh, do we? Audio characters don't talk, um, right? The characters rarely talk directly in our games, as opposed to, say, like Spy Fox or uh, a lot of other adventure games like Monkey Island. Although absolutely. some people, you can't just like turn off the voices in Monkey Island. I don't know why you would want to because they're good but um oh, voices are one of the best parts yeah yeah no um i I, w- I wouldn't go so far as to say the the sound design in our games is like one of the biggest or more most important aspects but it is it is something i do spend probably more time on than i need to like i spend a lot of time trying to find music music tracks that like evoke the feel that I'm going for with a scene, or if it's music that I'm trying to associate with a specific character, I try to find music that I think says something about that character, uh, gives you an idea of their personality. Like, one of the uh, one of the best examples I think of this is uh, in Cat President 1, the music you hear when, um, when your character meets Bernice for the first time. Like, I feel like the, the pure rage that that music does uh, demonstrates it really gives you an idea of what the main character's feeling is about bernice in that moment um so i do i do spend time doing stuff like that but it's 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 additive right it's not something that you need to enjoy the game it's just something that sort of enhances the game if you're listening and paying attention to it and and it's similar with sound effects like i try to add uh sound effects basically wherever i can in our games because i think it gives the game more life it it gives a greater impression that we put effort into this game i feel like if i had sound effects um so i i do play i do play around with that stuff and use that stuff quite a bit i did like um in cat present one where uh doesn't Thunderpaw has an alternate theme um whenever he's being serious and lovey-dovey and i i like that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has the sweet, sappy theme and then sort of the angry Thunderpaw theme. <laughs> They're not like the same theme, just done in uh, different keys no, or whatever. No. We're not mi- music mi- magicians. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, this is this is all Creative Commons stock music. Like, this isn't this isn't stuff that is being written for any of these games. <laughs> mm. Ah. Speaking of games, Michael, 
Should we talk about the setback we had this past month? Uh, some major setback. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead. No. <sighs> okay, so, listeners, you know we've been working for some time now on a game called Co-Author Crush. Uh, it's It was previously what we referred to as the Mom's Dating Sim, a game where you're basically trying to date your coworker that you're writing a no- a romance novel with in order to save your dead sister's daughter's college tuition, right? That's that that's our current project right now. And um <laughs> you, for several months You always months... have to put it in like the creepiest <laughs> way possible. You're 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 finishing a a, a romance novel. That that's all. It's like okay, you're finishing a romance novel. Your your sister died. She has a contractual <laughs> obligation that you need to finish. But to be fair, the game does kind of do that. Like the game purposely starts by putting it in the most awkward way, where the main character is yes. like, "Okay, I need you all to fall in love with me." I was like, and then we get the flashback explaining, "No, no, he's writing a romance novel. He's not creepy." <laughs> This is, Michael, this is why I always have you write the Steam descriptions. <laughs> because I I am not good at describing things at all. It's one of the reasons I was never a good reviewer at Game Call either. I just, yeah. Anyway, for, for many, many months now, uh, we had been experimenting with a new art style for this game. We weren't using the typical photographs that we usually use for characters and backgrounds. Instead, we had been experimenting with AI-generated art, um, specifically AI-generated art that we then edited pretty significantly to use it for the games, but AI art nonetheless. Um, at the beginning of the month, uh, it started coming out that Valve was now banning <laughs> games that use AI art from appearing on the platform. And that is a... a very big problem for us because if we don't sell our game on steam we're not selling our game there's there's really there aren't many slash any other options for selling a a computer game online if then going through steam so what this meant is that we had to completely redo all of the art in the entire game that we've done so far so that's that's sort of the fire we've been putting out this past month or so yeah, I, I mean, I think I've complained about it enough in, in, in emails, but it just, mm-hmm. it seems unfair. Like, gosh, I i thought we were just doing the totally cool, like, because I did half and half yeah. with uh, the, like, uh, the mystery uh, novel character, uh, our mystery novel character does uh, a fancy little grin. Uh, that's one of her, like, unique poses is just grinning going mm. or i forget what that line of dialogue <laughs> is so what i did was i just googled like anime grin because all the art's done in anime style um yeah until i found one i liked and then i i drew it like three times until i got one which uh i liked and thought actually looked good and, and matched the character and I mean, the question becomes then, is that like copyright infringement or is this just me basing a picture off another picture? But I felt like that's what we were doing with the AI art just in general. It's like, okay, I have AI art draw a picture of like what would be a mom romance novelist. And 
Um, mm. And then like change the character accordingly. Like I had to change the character's tie and the hair. I think the hat was cool, uh, yeah. but we had to change the hat and the clothes so like like they actually match. We didn't make like super drastic changes to. Uh, I think it was just change the skirt's color so it matches the hat more. Mm. Um, yeah, and and I mean you were you were drawing like individual expressions for all of the characters too. So like the AI software would generate one version of this character, and then, you know, for a visual novel, you can't just have one frozen character talking. You need to have them have different facial expressions and even different poses, if if you can. Uh, and that's that's something Michael had been doing, too. Yeah, and I think, as, as people know, AI art is bad at doing, like, hands. Uh, apparently, it's really bad at doing necks, too, because <laughs> I had to get rid of necks for various characters and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely one character where you had to, like, bring his neck down by, like, three quarters of a neck. It was, he is kind of a giraffe man thing going on, the, um, the restaurant host, that guy. Yes, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's obvious, that same thing for the, uh, the mystery, the, the mystery mom, but I had to do that same with her. Because, oh, really? Um... She's just one of those things where her, like, hair is, uh, it comes down around to her, like, shoulders or neck, and, and so the AI art really wanted to focus on the hair and, and, and like that, so mm -hmm. had to change the neck as a result. So, so yeah, we, I mean, we had, we had different options, right? Um, we could have tried to, uh, just plow through with the AI art work that we had been doing, which, which wasn't complete yet. We hadn't finished all the AI art in the game yet. Uh, we could have just kept going for it and submitting it to Valve and hoping uh, they didn't notice. Um, but I, I, I wasn't super comfortable with that idea, one, because uh, I felt that uh, I, I just, I didn't want my account to get banned. That would cause some significant problems for us. Um, but also, like, when we released the game, ultimately, I had been planning to put in the store description that we were using AI art, because I know uh, people have very strong feelings about that, so I, I wanted to be totally clear about that. So, I mean, Valve was going to know at that point that we did it, regardless. So I, I didn't really think attempting to sneak the art through was was really going to be tenable. Um, I think Michael suggested we could try, like, having alternate versions. Like, we could have the photo art version and the AI art and like people could toggle between them if they wanted. And, and, and that sounded interesting, but um, I was also, work. I, yeah. I, mean, I had the same concerns there that they, it's more work. Cause as I said, we hadn't finished all the art yet. Uh, we would have to figure out how to code all of that. And valve could again, just reject it because that is an option that exists in the game. So I, I wasn't I wasn't feeling super good about that option either. Oh, we've also heard horror um, stories, or maybe not. I, I think I've only seen one actually. Now that I think about it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, somebody's <laughs> done art and, and they've been accused of like, oh, you're totally. It's like this is just AI art and getting in trouble for it mm -hmm. when the person actually did the artwork themselves. So one of the other options was probably, like, the stuff that looks most AI, um, just to hand that off to a different artist and have them do it, or just, mm -hmm. you know, like me, redraw it. It would have been... It would have been a ton of work, too. Um, so I think ultimately we, we, we're going with the option that is the least expensive, 
the least likely to blow up in our faces and i mean honestly the easiest because it's something we have a ton of experience with already so we're just switching it all to photo art uh as we've done in the past we've already started casting for the roles uh on the orock.com website um but there are uh several roles still available so if you are interested in being a character in our game uh feel free to check that out uh orock.com and then click on the link that says casting call um, plenty of, plenty of stuff still available, especially if you want to be a politician. We have a lot of sleazy politicians still to be cast, uh, as of the recording. <laughs> All you need uh, is a suit or some <laughs> professional out looking outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are some of the easier ones. I'm surprised those didn't get snapped up. Uh, pirate, the pirate character got snapped, snapped up before the politician did. Very surprising. Don't make uh, me like start approaching random strangers and asking them to dress up like waitresses for me. Just, just don't. <laughs> I feel like that. Didn't you tell me that's what you were doing last weekend? <laughs> um. All right. So last weekend it was weird. Um, yes. It was um just totally out of the blue. We weren't expecting somebody to show up. So uh, uh this guy looked like a stereotypical biker, like big heavy beard, um biker shades and uh the bandana on the head. And so um my wife, uh God bless her soul, started talking to the scary looking biker man <laughs> trying to get him to play the role of the the scary looking biker man uh in the game. And he he was very much a flat out no, and then some kid interrupted. But so that that was the end of that. He did very not nice like being typecast as a villainous looking person. <laughs> so uh, whoever's random cousin, sorry, sorry if I was typecasting you as a villain. Um, honestly, that's not how the character. That's one of those things like. When we did the art through AI, that's not at all how I pictured the character. But AI, whatever you put into the AI art, tried to make this mm -hmm. person look like a, a muscle-bound jerk. Um, very like no hair, right? Very red face. Uh, yeah, muscle. Yeah, shirt. yeah. Not at all what I pictured the guy. I did like how his beard sort of looks like a fire. Um, that I believe that's something <laughs> I experimented with another character, but I couldn't figure out how to give them, like, actual fire hair without it looking super fake. <laughs> so, um... I feel like I did, like, anime big mean redneck or something like th to that effect. Wow. That could account for the, uh, the ruddy complexion of this character. So, so this guy in real life did not want to be an anime redneck. <laughs> a big mean anime redneck. Oh. And I, I don't blame him for yeah. that. Yeah. That, was, that was one of the character designs I actually really liked, too. I'm kind of sad to see that one go. Um, uh, so I guess I by the way that's, the that's something we though, could yeah. You know, yeah that's that is something we could think about is maybe at, like there could be like a bonus thing where you we can see some of the AI art or we can have like a little scene where you can see what the game would have looked like with, with some of the AI characters something like that and we can sort of pose it just this is an experiment that we were trying we it didn't we didn't end up going with it but uh here's here's a what the game could have looked like in an alternate timeline concept but not art, not yeah. like the full game yeah exactly yeah yeah could have could have oh that's that's a thought so at least i mean we can and we can just use like our absolute favorite uh uh pieces of generated art too for that so it won't it won't all just go down the toilet <laughs> 
Yeah, that that could see. be yeah. something. So the anyway. other person I asked, um, we just needed a kid in a car seat, and she said she'd talk mm. to her husband, maybe get back to us, which I, I think is just it's a polite no, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other person, let's see, she liked the idea until she saw like the description of uh, the character Josie. <laughs> oh, no. Which mentioned oh, no. specifically that Josie is like the heroine of a, a romance novel, and she's like, whoops, I'm out. And I'm like, oh no. Oh. I'd Why? explain, What's no, that's a one-chapter that? character. She she meets a handsome uh, politician, and then that's it. We never see Josie or Alexandra again. I believe that's their names, right? Oh. Named after yeah, Josie yeah, and the yeah. Pussycats characters, of course, uh, because I'm <laughs> clever like that. Why Why do I never catch these things? <laughs> I should have caught that one. I love the, I love the movie. Uh, Alexander, yeah. is Alexander yeah. or Alexandria, um, who's, who's like the, I think, yeah, you know, their rival and her brother is the band manager, which is why they're always hanging around each other. Even though in real life, I rarely hang out with my rival. Like, why would I be hanging out with my rival all the time? <laughs> Especially if I'm on tour. <laughs> Not only is Alexander in the movie, I'm pretty sure he's the one that has the line, like, uh, like someone asks, what are you even doing here? And he's like, oh, well, I was in the comics. <laughs> and that's that's why he's there. <laughs> oh, ah, uh, he, he's sort of like the Reggie of the group. Um, Who's basically. Reggie? Uh, from Archie Comics, because Archie Comics did Josie and the uh, Pussycats. So right, he's like the right. spoiled rich boy. And, and then, and then uh, let's see, in the other cartoon, he was, he was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, basically. Same voice actor, played the character the exact same way. It worked fine, I guess. Because <laughs> apparently the movie agrees he doesn't have enough of a personality to be, be like worth cementing down. He could just be hanging around. <laughs> And have whatever personality the uh, story needs. Okay. But yeah, so I guess that's where we are with co-author Crush now. We've made a a, a pretty solid headway, I would say, into replacing uh, the art so far. Um, I've I've been having fun, so I've been trying I've been trying to replace background images with photos that I already have as needed. Um, but I've also, whenever I come across a scene that I I don't happen to have a picture of, I've been trying to like. Uh, research nearby places online that I could just go and take a picture of to, to use in our game. So, like, for example, there's a scene where we have a castle, and I don't have any good castle pictures. Uh, but I found... I found a... F <laughs> a surprising number of options for uh, nearby castles. Uh, the one I'm going to go with, ultimately, is there's this museum about 25 minutes away that is, like, distinctly castle-shaped. But before I found that, I found there's, like... <laughs> An abandoned sanitarium that people talk about in my area that is, like, referred to locally as the castle. Uh, there's, like, a replica Scottish castle about an hour northwest from me. Uh, and I also found a vineyard that has, like, a big fake pink and purple castle in there, uh, outside the, uh, the main building for uh, for kids to play in. <laughs> um, so I'm what I, what I'm saying is I'm basically setting up a field trip for myself where I'm going to drive to different locations in upstate New York to grab pictures for the game. It'll it'll be fun at least. <laughs> Why are there so many castles in New York? Um, that's a great question. <laughs>
feel like I should add the context that in the game that the castle is shown for like <laughs> ten seconds at most. It, yeah, the it it shows in the background while it describes a potential prince-related romance novel. Just gives a basic summary, two paragraph summary about uh, the princess who's forced to choose a suitor, but she doesn't want to, so she runs away from home, where she meets a daring judge who thinks she could be the key to the kingdom's salvation. It's true, so I guess there probably are other ways I could solve this situation besides doing a tour of upstate New York castles, but that sounds way less fun. <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of co-author crush, Michael, I uh, know that since we've switched to photo art, you are now playing a character. You've already gotten your pictures taken for the game. Oh, that was nice. That just happened to be a coincidence. Um, there is a cowboy character, and I saw there was like a cowboy hat. So I'm like, hey, is the cowboy art taken? I could do the cowboy. <laughs> no, I think I took a picture of myself with the hat and then asked, does this look is this anything? Um, because it's a hat with a bunch of feathers in it. And you said, sure, fine. And I managed to find <laughs> like a bandana and a cowboy shirt. It's decorated with feathers. Yes, it looks more like... It looked to me more like an Australian Outback hat, to be honest. I don't think cowboys put, like, owl feathers in their hats. Yeah, but but as you point out, like, th this is this is similar to the castle scene, right? It's not like one of the huge major important characters in the game. So if if something seems a little funky about it, like it's not the end of the world. Uh, but also, I think the pictures turned out really well. Um, the way you took the pictures, I love, is you uh, what well, you said you 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 didn't have a tripod or you didn't have someone available to take the pictures. Oh, totally did to, like, not. I could not physically... like, trust anybody yeah. else to hold the phone for me. Like, yeah. So you 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 instead took one long video of you just doing all of these silly poses, and I was just dying watching it. I had my laptop, and so I put the phone on the laptop and set it to record, and that way I could see all the poses at the same time as I was looking at the camera. Oh, yes. So I feel... Very, very strongly that if we do an, a bonus section of this game, that entire video should be included in it. The video of me doing poses. And then I there was like a yes. horse stuffed animal that I did the poses with. Oh my god, the horse! Yes. Uh, a second time, uh, just in case the... <laughs> I, I was already dying and then I died again when I saw the horse. Oh... The well, cowboy is a character who appears more than the background. I mean, the cowboy appears That's true. twice, right? In the description of his romance novel, and then he shows up in person. Um, not with the princess. With yeah, The judge shows up twice, because he shows up in the description of the romance novel, and then he shows up in person uh, later on. Not so with the princess, yeah. Uh I've so I've I've also been trying to figure out what character I want to play. Uh I've I've pretty much just been waiting it out to see what roles uh get taken cuz there are there are several that I could play if I need to. Um one of the politicians would be by far the easiest one. Um but uh breaking news, I was informed by my mom this past weekend that she has a judge's powdered wig. What? <laughs> So I'm starting to feel that. I was thinking, uh, 
I wouldn't like I mean obviously I could just dress as like Judge Doodles and it could be a reference to Internet Court, but um I also still have my old like black graduation robes from college. So maybe I could do like the graduation robes, <laughs> the powdered wig and and be and like have a gavel in my hand. So that's that's something I've been considering. But we'll see. Maybe I could also be the uh the angry uh <laughs> angry anime redneck guy if i need to oh yeah you uh, just need to work on your anime poses and and you'll be great um i i could be creepy dave i could be the uh, bank guard maybe probably can't betray the teenager i'll probably check but... in with you in, in like a week i know i just posted on facebook mm-hmm. um i'll check in with you and try to get as many as i could get phil um filled there's probably people sure. i can talk to in real life um yeah yeah well we we I, we got an email like right before we started recording of someone who uh i think will be able to play um the heiress one of one of the uh female romantic leads from the from the ro- romance novel scenes um that's great that's so great we might have that Locked down, and I th- I have a pretty good lead on Detective Mom as well, which would be the fourth mom, uh, which would mean we'd have all the main characters taken care of. Oh, that's that's uh, I'm going to be working on that tomorrow. I think that was something I you know I was kind of hoping like oh boy I could come back this weekend and have like five different people who had done poses yeah. for like every single mom, and then you could pick and choose which ones look together in a group look together best in the group oh yeah but uh, that didn't happen so <laughs> i've had the thought multiple times that it would be really interesting to like try to do like an in-person photo shoot with just like locals in my area but <laughs> i cannot possibly see a universe where i can post on craigslist say hey i'm just looking for models to come to my house and take pictures of <laughs> nothing weird there I promise. <laughs> Just good old-fashioned normal taking pictures of you. In in, in uh, a princess costume. <laughs> yes, and a pr- and yes pr- please bring your best princess costume. Please dress as a, as a cowboy if you can. Yeah, yes. like... And also, if you have any children, bring them, because we need children, too, for our game. Like, mm-hmm. there's just no way. It can't be done. Yeah, that like that's the that's the step I always feel weird about is like approaching specific people to to and just like emailing someone specifically saying, "Hey, would you like to be in this game?" I actually I did that with one person for for this one because uh, I have a friend who had really wanted to play a character in Cat President Two, and then for various reasons it didn't work out. Um, but I had remembered that, so I I approached her and was like, "Hey, do you want to play this character? We could really use you." And and she was just so happy and enthusiastic, and it, and it, and it really felt good that I was able to make that work. But it's still like, I don't know. It's I I I, I in general am very uncomfortable asking people for favors, and this is such like a weird thing to ask someone that I just I I'm I'm always just so uncomfortable saying like, "Hey." Dave, would you like to be the pirate in my game? Like, I just, I don't know how to do that. I I have somebody else like that, and, um, I mean, I just checked Facebook, or, I forget if it was, I think it was probably Oregon City Gold, when, or maybe the, the cat president, uh, recast, where I, I did 
Mm-hmm. You know, I posted that, and this is a, a mom friend who I've talked with video games about, and um, she came in too late. She wanted to have one of the rules, but came in too late and commented too late. Uh, so that would be somebody I should like approach in real life and, and talk and ask to. Um, so I was just checking yeah, now. Yeah. It's like, when did I post this thing about we're looking for people to be in co-author crush? Is it too late to tag that particular person? Oh. Um, and I first posted it on the 11th. Uh, so it's like, oh, I probably should have just tagged her on the 12th or the 3rd. Or 13th yeah. sorry not the third so like yeah. but yeah I two weeks later tagging good. somebody in a post like three weeks later that seems creepy and wrong yeah so, i don't know one one other idea i've had for casting too is i could like send out a a, a group email just to people who have been in our games before so i uh, people i know who at least have in the past expressed an interest in this and seeing if i can get any takers for for current roles um that that feels a little less uncomfortable to me than asking people individually. So I, I could do that too, especially like people that uh worked uh, we worked really well with was we were able to take very nice pictures, followed instructions, etc. <laughs> so how do you feel about uh shifting gears a little bit and doing a couple listener questions? Sure. All right, we have um how about this question? This this is like a hot and ready question. This came while we were recording the podcast from uh, our friend Mad Luigi on the Discord. Uh, this one's this one's a little long one, so brace yourself. I saw that DJ Nibbles won the vote to be president in Cat President Three, and ever since then I've wondered how does that go in the Cat President timeline? Does a random cat from Pre- Cat President Two win, and then DJ w- Nibbles wins again in the next election? And then Cat President 3 is the election after that? Or is it something different than happens? I seem to remember having similar questions when when we had the mm. election, basically. And I think the way you saw it was that basically um, DJ Nibbles won Cat President number one. That was his first term. DJ yeah. Nibbles won Cat President 2. That was his second term. This is the third game. He cannot run for a third term. So he's finally stepping down. And that's that's what it's going to be in Cat President 3. DJ Nibbles is the current president, and um, he is going to be replaced in this election. Yeah, so I mean, that, that, that is exactly how I saw it. Like, my, my, my thinking was that um, following the events of Cat President 2... The presidential election, none of the cats from Cat President Two won. Instead, who whoever won the primary from Cat President Two, it didn't matter because they were just clobbered by DJ Nibbles, uh, the incumbent, who then just did won he the actually term. clobber them? I I mean I guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess clob clobber might be might be uh, uh too too strong of a word there, but my impression that is no matter what happened in the events of Cat President Two. DJ Nibbles retained the election uh, because I guess our players didn't like any of the cats from Cat President 2 more than they like DJ Nibbles. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I, I hope that clears it up for uh, for anyone who had confusion about that. Uh, I think Michael's explanation actually made more sense, so listen to him. Don't don't worry about my rambling. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I did the whole thing where uh, game number one, and I held up one finger, and then game number two, I held up two <laughs> fingers. So that made my explanation far more uh, exactly. believable. Yeah, yeah, 
I, I had uh, <laughs> hand gestures that nobody could see. It was great. Yeah. I think the current presidential election is not doing anything for the summer, but it's heating up again in October, whenever the first debate is. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. still like, oh man, the first debate is 13 months before the actual election. It's like, no, we don't need to have <laughs> We don't need to have the election so s- last so long. Um, uh, well, I don't know. It feels like at this point, like Joe Biden is the Democratic uh, is going to be on the, the Democratic ballot. I feel like it's like barring his going to prison. And even then, I'm not so sure. I'm pretty sure Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. So it almost feels like, like, why are we even doing all of this? Like, it's it's go- that's what it's going to be. It definitely Please don't feels... drag this out for 13 months. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like they've already picked the candidates um, already for us. And so yeah. uh, we, we, the people who watch news, just has to go along. <laughs> we just have to pretend like there's a chance that anyone else is going to be winning. But Really? Do we have? No, I, I, I was given the impression that we are not allowed to pretend anybody else has a chance of uh, <laughs> getting the nomination. It's like, these are the two... Oh. These other people are dreaming. Um, don't listen to them. And also, like, we're God, just not right, going though. to report on the people who are also running for president. Oh, it, it, oh, it hurts because it's true. Yeah, you are you are a thousand percent right about that. It, it it really does feel like it has been decided by the powers that be, and we're just gonna have to choke it down. What are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, we have another question that came to us through email. Uh, we don't get a ton of email questions. This is very exciting. This came to us from Anna Essenberg, who writes, Hi, just wondering what your favorite board games or card games are. And I, I have come prepared for this question, Michael. I have a list that I'm ready to go through. So I'll, I'll just, you can, you can think about your answer while I go through mine. Um, I think one game I've talked about uh, at least once or twice on this podcast before is Gloomhaven. It's this like epic length narrative fantasy narrative cooperative board game where each each mission you go on is like a a a brand new game uh all building towards a a greater story you you have characters that level up that gain new items that gain new attributes you have a town whose prosperity you build up over time you have new character classes that you unlock you have new events and locations that you unlock as you progress through the game you get to draw on things you get to put stickers on things it's the best it comes in a gigantic box that you could probably kill someone with if you dropped it on their head it's great (laughs) Uh, elizabeth and i have been playing this for two years i think so far and we are maybe a little over halfway through it's expensive, but you get you get a real bang for your buck. We've played this game more than we have played probably any other board game, with the exception of the next one on my list. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Have you ever heard about this game, Michael, or do you recall me talking about it before? Um, no, I like I I don't have any answers to the question. I don't really play board games. I, I've been trying oh, to get no. my family to play with me, but they keep saying uh, no, but what you gonna do? Yeah. Oh, well, Betrayal is uh, a game about exploring a haunted house. It starts off as a cooperative game, but then halfway through, a certain event is triggered, and then one among your party has become the traitor. 
And then from that point on, it is everyone else on one team and that one person going against them. Uh, you literally have to, like, go into separate rooms to read what your objectives are and what the rules are for, for each scenario. Uh, and it's a ton of fun. The most recent, we just played this over the weekend, uh, and I got to be the traitor. And it was revealed that I was the flesh child. <laughs> I was a golem made of flesh, and I was trying to attack all of my former compatriots and gather their flesh represented by item tokens in the game. <laughs> and once I did so, I win. They, meanwhile, had to destroy me. Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's, again, kind of like Gloomhaven, actually even more so than Gloomhaven. It is just a wildly different experience every time you play it. I, I honestly, I cannot recommend that game enough. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of flesh, I'm just going to throw out one more recommendation. This game, uh, I, that is also always a big hit at our, uh, game nights. It's called Who Should We Eat? <laughs> a game, uh, about being, uh, trapped on a deserted island. Uh, it's sort of played out in days. Uh, that's sort of, that's what they call rounds in this game. And each day you're trying to collect supplies. You're trying to build a raft to escape the island. And you are trying to maintain your sanity. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you sort of progress on these various meters and you eat. Uh, you need a certain amount of food to, to keep everyone on the island alive. And if you run out of food, <laughs> you then hold a ceremony in which you ultimately vote by pointing at the person. You vote on who you all are going to eat that day. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, once you eat one of your friends, they then become a ghost. And then now they are working for the island itself, trying to stop you from being able to escape. So it's, it's again, it's kind of like Betrayal, a, a game where it's sort of cooperative, uh, until it isn't. Uh, again, that's a, that's a much, much less, lesser known game, uh, but extremely weird, extremely fun, always a hit when we bring it out. <laughs> who should we eat and those are my recommendations today on uh oh a board game podcast <sighs> so you got nothing michael no not yeah i got nothing oh <laughs> uh, wasn't there uh wasn't there a nancy drew board game you guys played at one point on your uh youtube channel yeah i mean on my youtube channel i've got a, a playlist i think we've done at least three board games yep and i've got like three sitting yeah they recently released a nancy drew board game which is sort of like clue which i thought was okay and um, i've got two other like board games which are kind of nancy drew related uh that i want to play with my family at some point just keep the streak going yeah cool are any of them particularly fun yeah i don't think i mean any of them have <laughs> My family has been begging to play any of them again. Um, uh. I think the Clue one was pop popular um, enough. Uh, one of the board games, let's see, it was the, gosh, Nancy Drew Mystery at Magnolia Gardens by the, the Hunt a Killer people. I don't know if you've heard about them. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was a... That was the thing. We we played it and solved it. My wife and I, it was just the two of us, but it's basically just a mystery in a box as opposed to like 
uh, I don't know, like a cooperative game where you're playing against other characters. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Okay, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argelfump, spelled exactly as it sounds. Uh, you can also find me now on the app Blue Sky, uh, also under Paul M. Franzen for, for anyone who's active on there. Uh, you can check out our games on PC and console, or just visit oarock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is by Fifth Avenue. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we'd love to hear them. Post them in the Discord or email them to podcast at oarock.com. Is there anything that you would like to add, Michael? I forgot to mention earlier, I went through the first two pathways of Cat President 3. Those are ready to be sent to you. I was going to do the last four before. uh, I I wanted to send all six of them to you at the same time. But if you want, I can just send the first two over right away. Um, Yeah, why not? Why not send them over? That sounds good. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. I did did some actual stuff, too. Yay. Yay. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. A story will be told. Oh, you hate to see it. Yeah, are they going to pass out the it. class listing? I don't know if they have done that for the next school year. Anyway, that's this is off topic and shouldn't be in the podcast. <laughs> um, sorry. I don't know how no, much I want to talk about which... We need to talk more about which kids you hope are in your classes next year so that you can hang out with their parents. <laughs>